To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Bored housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is f-ing sour. Sh-. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a f-ing hole for you to say I do and ruin some guy's like, life. Yeah, look at that dude. He's got a hernia shaped like a bag of f-ing pretzels that he just you're ate. You're going to Thailand? You're going to smash some dude. Going over there for guy time, but it's not with his buddies. What does it say on the bottle? Well, if it says that on the bottle, why did you put it on your head? All these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f***ing really? D. Too much. <laughs> That's what we're I going sound like Bill Mar. Really, John? Really? really? We can't do this anymore, auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed, but it f***ing did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Parts Studio. How is everybody's week going? Happy 4th of July to all my Americans. Happy Canada Day to Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, and I guess Will Sasso, too. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, just look up Positive Sarcasm. Hit me up on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. YouTube channels. YouTube channels. Positive Sarcasm. Positive Sarcasm podcast in the all new shiny and definitely me, me, positive sarcasm reactions, where I re- 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 react to uh, some of my favorite music and some of the music I just discovered and some music you discovered you wanted to share with me and some music I just discovered and quite frankly don't like. Um, I did have some bad news on that front though. Well, good news and bad news. Good news is I actually just uploaded the third video up there for by Amaranth, which is an amazing Swedish metal band uh, out of Sweden, because they're Swedish, um, with the, with the lovely, uh, front woman, Elise, or Elise, or Elise, a lovely, is what it definitely is, what she definitely is, um, so the third reaction is, has just gone up, so go ahead and check that out, support the podcast in two ways, you can go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the donate button, any amount is appreciated, or, if you want to get some free stocks, just go ahead and click on the Weeble banner, which is right below it, and you'll get a few free stocks. I'll get free stocks, which obviously help donate to me, and then you get money out of it as well by getting free stocks. Bing, bang, boom. You make money. I make money. Everybody wins. So go ahead and check that out. Check out the new channel also if you're into, you know, I don't know that. If you're into me. If you're into me, 
you can go ahead and do that as well. Why is that in there? That needs to go away. Three, two, one. There we go. Like a splinter in the ass. Anyways, I hope everybody's doing well. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Let me do this like Robin Williams. Rest in peace. We have to check this out. Some shit went down. Not with me. Not with me. With me. With actual news. Like, this is just absolutely insane. I'm just going to go ahead and pull up the video, and you guys can listen to it and freak the fuck out because this is out of control. Judy Cosby telling ABC's Lindsey Davis on the phone after his release that his conviction did not match the truth. Tonight, his accusers also reacting to the news. He is no longer in prison. Nobody had the sense to say, wait one second. This doesn't match up with the truth. This is not what I was taught in college. This is not what I was this taught was in how I was taught to et rape cetera, and drug the women. Nope, Tonight, nope, Bill nope. Cosby talking to ABC News just hours after becoming a free man. His 2018 sex assault conviction overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court after an appeal. Cataracts Justice is so ruling he should not have been prosecuted because of a deal with former DA Bruce Castor that he would not be charged if he agreed to testify in a 2005 civil suit brought by accuser Andrea Constan. Today's ruling stated that in accordance with the advice of his attorneys, Cosby relied on Castor's public announcement he would not be prosecuted. But Castor's successor used Cosby's testimony as a key piece of evidence more than a decade later. Bill Cosby was convicted of drugging and sexually assaulting Constant, serving two of his three to ten year sentence before his release today. Dozens of other women accused Cosby of drugging and sexually assaulting them. Not anymore, they Today's won't. news leaving many of his accusers stunned and angry. I'm concerned that women will think that they shouldn't come forward. I can tell you as somebody who did, it was challenging. It was scary. Uh, there were times when I was called horrible names. Today, Cosby's longtime co-star, Felicia Rashad, tweeted support saying, quote, a miscarriage of justice is corrected. She followed that up with another tweet saying she supports survivors of sexual assault and did not intend to be insensitive. Quote, their truth, Judy. Well, it's official, ladies, ladies specifically. If you got a problem, sexual assault, true complaint, well, keep your mouth shut. It's official. You have, after 70 years of working so hard, to, or 70 years? Okay, whenever, 100 years. What was it called? Attrition? Submission? I don't know. After all this time, you worked so hard, the right to vote, the right to speak, the right to fair wages, and all that other jazz, Guess what? Cosby Show's back, baby. The Cosby Show is back. So your opinion don't fucking matter. And, oh, there's more information here. So free for, this is great. Free from prison, Cosby already getting offers to entertain again. Spokesperson says, good. Because I still have tickets from 2010 that are needing to be honored. So let's get to it. Already getting offers to get back into show business now that he's out of prison. His representative said on to I can't even I can't even think of how to even say this to you right now. This is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. This guy raped like 172 bitches and he's just walking around fucking hey hey hey. Guess who's back? Cataracts are back. Do, 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 do. Somebody give him my sweater. 
Going back with Felicia Rashad. Going on tour everywhere. I'm back. I'm calling me back. Get in the bed. Here's a pill. Fucking, you got nothing left to say. Nothing. All that hard work. All those 60-minute specials. All that news reporting. All that attempted canceling. All that Harvey Weinsteining. And the next thing you know, fucking the dad with the sweater is back. And there's nothing you can do about it. This is amazing. This is, I mean, it's hilariously awful and awfully hilarious at the same time. Awful, I mean, it's just amazing. It's official. You can no longer cancel comedians. There is now officially nothing a comedian can do for them to be canceled. You tried canceling Brian Callen. He did nothing wrong. He's back in business. You tried canceling Crystalia. He's back in business. You tried canceling Louis C.K. They're all back on tour. They're making millions of dollars in their podcast. This guy raped 162 bitches. He's back on the street. He spent two years in a fucking in a country club penitentiary, and now he's back. He's back. He's back. I'm going to get my sweater. He's going to go on tour. He's going to go on tour, and it's going to be a fucking spectacle. People people are going to go see him. People are absolutely going to go see him. He's, I mean, chances are he, can't know, he doesn't know which way he's walking because his cataracts are worse than a 13-year-old Cocker Spaniel. But the thing is, is people are going to go pay tickets to go see him. And is, like I said, the former cast, mes- uh, cast member, Felisa Rashad, who doesn't know her ass from a hole in the ground, fucking is obviously going to... She's a supporter. She's a supporter. So that he's obviously got to have other supporters. I mean, look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, whether he did it or not, there was an awful lot of cumulative... Not cumulative. What's the other word? The shit I build up against my ex-girlfriend. Oh, circumstantial evidence. So there's plenty of that there or the fact that he was a castrata and his dad basically strangled his son's testicles so that he could keep his high pitched voice. Um, Look it up, castrata. So this is another possibility. But the fact is, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the dude is guilty as fuck. Okay. As far as what he was accused of, I'm going to say he was a pretty skeezy bro. But... He's free. He's free. Like his bro, O.J. Simpson. Free man. Free at last. Free at last. Two years later, free at last. So he's going to go on tour, most likely. People are going to go see him. In a post-COVID world, people will take what they can get. The fucking every other comedian is practically sold out at this point. Garth Brooks sold out an entire arena in 10 seconds. All you got left is Bill Cosby. I'm sure there'll be some tickets available, and I'm sure people will snatch them right up. But that's absolutely, uh, we'll see. Soon he will be out. Promoters are calling. So many people are calling, quote, spokesperson Andrew Wyatt said outside of Cosby's home in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. We have producers who call and say, you need to do a TV show about this. He's just so excited that the world is welcoming back. I don't know if the world is welcoming back. I don't know which world is welcoming back. I'm not sure if it's this one. Um, it will be interesting. It will be it will be interesting, like watching a pimple explode on YouTube. Um, that type of interesting. Uh, but this is this is justice. This is your this is this is 21st century justice. 
Wyatt said the 83-year-old Cosby is in great shape. Yeah, he looks like he looks at he look he's basically built like that transgender fucking uh, weightlifter there in the Olympics. So whatever he called, he, which he attributed to comedian's diet of abstaining from bread and desserts. You know, he got plenty of dessert about 25 years ago. He got on the scale last night and again this morning. He weighs 173 pounds. Oh, he's got abs. Adding that Cosby weighed 215 when he entered prison. Uh, finding Cosby entered the agreement with a previous Montgomery County prosecutor, preventing him from criminally charged in connection with the case. Uh, although this was an unwanted three-year vacation for Mr. Cosby, it was one of the best vacations he got to reach so many black men. Uh, he said to me, look, don't tell my wife, but I'm glad I'm here because it saved me. And I was trying to reach at call-outs, at churches, at arenas. I had a captive audience, and we got to see all our dirty laundry together, and we got to talk about it. Blah, 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 blah. So Cosby's f free. Imagine that. That man is free. So everything that all those women, you know, the courage to, you know, speak out, make your voice be heard. Gone. Gone. And obviously I'm making light of the situation because it's a fucking joke. The whole thing is a fucking joke. And I mean, people will say, oh, that was the time, sign of the time. People used to slip people sleep dudes dudes used to slip chicks mickeys all the time back in the day and that's how they got laid okay um look you know consent is a thing hey you wanna no all right hey you wanna it sounds like a yes to me. Hey, get up, get your pants. There's some eggs on the table. Now get the fuck out of my apartment. Out the door he goes. Free man. Free man. I don't know if he's still civilly liable, but I I don't I have I have no idea. But all of that, I mean, this is. I, I don't know what else to think of this situation. Other than it's completely it's completely ridiculous. But he is a free man, and um, well, I wish him all the best. Anyways, I did make mention. I did want to jump on one more article, and then we're gonna get to Q and A. I didn't uh, have too much. It's a Fourth of July weekend. I got shit to do. Um, and I I was actually right before this, I was doing another thing. Hey, buddy. <gasps> Guess who visited the podcast? Guess who's here? Obviously, it's Chase. Chase is always welcome to interrupt the podcast. Come on up, buddy. Come on. Yeah, you go. Who's your good boy? Chase is my three-year-old uh, North Carolina. Well, I believe it's German descent, but North Carolina plot hound. And he's also a mix with a Staffordshire Terrier. So he's a fine blend of love, loyalty, and just just these gorgeous eyes. He's amazing. He was worth every fucking penny. Um, and he's got a beautiful new collar. I checked him for ticks again today. He's just a happy, he's a happy boy. Is he not a happy boy? Yeah, so, he, yeah, I, I don't care. If he ever wants to interrupt the podcast, I don't give a shit. If any, I mean, I said I'd get a seat for him, and maybe in the new place, uh, I probably will, but... Um, it's good to have him back. It's really given me some great spirits. I really am truly happy. I had him... Uh, uh, let's see. I was at a, a baby thing, whatever they're called, baby shower, baby boomer, baby fucking whatever, uh, last night for apparently everybody in my family is trying to get pregnant. So I was like, all right, well, all right, good luck to you. 
Um, so I went to that. That was nice. Um, I still had, I was talking to this girl. Uh, she's the neighbor. I was talking to her about Irish goodbyes. She's like an extremely awkward person. And she's like, what's an Irish goodbye? And I, I, I'm saying that she, I, she seems like a little bit of a Libby, which is, which is fine. You know, um, I say aggressive stuff and, and I also come on strong, like <laughs> not like that. I'm just saying in general, like I say some ridiculous shit and sometimes people can't keep, keep up with me. My mom's getting a little slower. She's about the size of a hobbit and she kind of has a hard time keeping up with me. What are you stalking? <laughs> but anyways, an Irish goodbye is basically you never say good. I used to do this all the time uh, at my friend's houses. I basically not say goodbye. And just leave. You basically just disappear. People turn around and go, where did where did Jay go? He's gone. Just He left like fucking two hours ago. Um, and that's what I would do. Now, I it's much harder for me to do that now because I have freaking two and a half inch pipes coming out of the back of my Mustang. And I have a dog that I have to collect at the end of the day because he goes with me everywhere. So that's an Irish goodbye. You don't say goodbye. You just leave. You just kind of kindly make – because apparently the theory is, according to Dan Patrick, is if – you go to say goodbye, then you got to say goodbye to everybody, and everybody catches you up in conversation. It takes you for okay. This is this is when she gave me this weird look, she because she didn't know that I come from Jewish descent. She, I'm like, well, what about a Jewish goodbye? She's like, well, uh, what is that? And I'm like, that's when you say goodbye and never fucking leave, because next thing you know, it's like this, that, and the other thing, and oh, how's your sister, and blah, 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 and who does your taxes? Obviously, in a conversation, a couple of Jews, there's got to be taxes and accounting, and who's your lawyer? Ah, pastrami, you know, that, these are the things that kind of happen. So that is a Irish goodbye. Say goodbye, you never say goodbye, you just leave quietly. What are you knocking shit over for? Um, and then a Jewish goodbye is you say goodbye, per Mel Brooks, by the way, most Jewiest director in the world. Um, you say goodbye and you never leave. So that was one of the things I was back to the party. I'm trying to find out what the hell I was talking about. Okay. So at the party, I was explaining this to her and then, um, a bunch of other dogs, really cute puppies, uh, showed up and it was, it was a great time. The cutest freaking, it was like a boxer mix. Also like a dark chocolate brindle, like really like a darker, uh, a darker version of Chase's, uh, coat showed up uh, a newbie to the family i think like three months old uh the lady was telling me oh i love your coffee blah well i i happened to have grinded her no like i made her six and a half ounces of fresh roasted honduran blend so i'll give it to my sister and be like hey hey your fucking friend with the face and the dog here's the coffee blah, blah, blah. so uh, I made some coffee. I'm still doing that, by the way. So if you're if you're interested, just email me, pbandjoey at outlook.com, or just email me through my website, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, or just hit the contact section. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. If you're looking for posing music, do the same thing too. So yeah, the get together was was nice. I mean, it was a bit rainy, but you know, I have a lot of hicks in my family. So the next thing you know, a giant fucking circus tent just kind of pops up out of nowhere. You know, and and you know, it's it's like, oh, don't worry, we got this. So we hang out, we hang out in the rain. We don't care. It's just rain. It's not like it's 30 degrees out in the middle of March and it's downpouring. It's just like, you know, it's a little spit spat. And, you know, the next thing you know, a bunch of circuit te- circus tents, you know, it, all of a sudden just pop up out of nowhere and uh, we're all fully covered. So that was, you know, it's a nice time. I've been a little more connected with my family. Uh, well, obviously, because when you go MIA, like your goddamn Vietnam POW for a few months, people want to know where the fuck you are. Uh, so 
people let me know they were listening and they were, you know, praying for me. I'm not sure who was praying. I don't know any other religious people in my family. They all seem kind of atheistic. But um, they were all very nice. The neighbor was very nice. Uh, my niece seems to be in good spirits. Uh, I did make a joke that her husband, um, is, he probably doesn't have this, the, 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 the willpower, so it's probably going to be a girl at best. She'll come out with a pitching wedge because apparently he's a pro golfer, which makes me super jealous. So fuck him. Um, but I mean, that's that's so in order to become a pro golfer in the PGA, you have to become an amateur. So you have to sign up as a PGA amateur. And to, in order to do that, you have to kind of be good. So you have to do a couple PGA amateur tours and then you can kind of work your way to the PGA tour as a pro. But that's it. I never made it to a PGA amateur. I was working on it. And I was getting really close. I was having, starting to have a steady game. And then just life fucking kicked me in the ass. Part one of life kicking me in the ass. And that never happened. But um, I sold my clubs. And all the clubs I have now, basically Arnold Palmer was born when these clubs were actually molded together. So that's not going to be happening anytime soon. Actually, these most of these clubs are fine. The irons and the putters and the wedges are perfectly fine. All I need is an up-to-date driver. That's pretty much it. Because these things, these old drivers, they, uh, I mean, they'll hit as far as like a World War II aircraft carrier. They, they just kind of, it's, it's, it's like you know, stage one Viagra from 1914. It's like just pew. They don't go very far, like 225, and that's me blowing my rotator cuff out. So it was a good time. I'm actually gonna go back this weekend because I'm just, I got the time. So I'm pushing out all of my content now and getting it all out of the way now. So that I can make a little time for myself, uh, do the rotations, get back to dog sitting, get back to making posing music, which I love doing. Getting these reactions done on my new YouTube channel, which I'm actually enjoying a lot. Like I'm, I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Because I love music so much. I love metal music so much. I love uh, 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 opera, operatic, cinematic music so much. Piano operatic music so much. I love that I get to finally react to it and show you guys some of the stuff that gets me going through the day or some of the stuff that I use in my my uh, in my in YouTube stuff or stuff I put together for videos. It's a lot of fun. Um, so go ahead and check that out. But, yeah, I mean, the Cosby thing, I don't know what you're going to do. Just, hey, don't get raped. Um, as far as the family get together, yeah, it's great. It was nice, relaxing. I got five hours of sleep. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'll probably fall asleep on the microphone, so... Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, also, speaking of, I also, um, speaking of, I did mention that as a side joke, but I do have, before we get to Q&A, I do want to read something from the New York Post here. Um, I've talked about this in the past, but this is actually now a thing. So this is an op-ed piece. There's just, everything now that you read is basically an op-ed, you know, an opinion piece. But, I mean, I'll try to decipher the facts. And this is, a, this is from the New York Post. Olympics first trans athlete defies science and fairness. Okay, defies science and fairness is, is, is an op-ed uh, insert. So Olympics first trans athlete is in a quest for gold. So the defines, defies science and fairness. We'll insert that and figure that part out in a minute. Uh, by Bethany Mandel. Uh, it's official for the first time ever. A transgender athlete has qualified for an Olympic team. New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, Laurel, uh, was selected for the Laurel morning, morning, 
was selected for the national team on Monday and will be competing in the super heavyweight category in the sport. Gee, I wonder why. Born biologically male and originally named Gavin Hubbard, transitioned in 2012 after competing as a male in junior matches. Okay, well, why didn't he stay a male? Hubbard's first competition after transitioning in 2000, 2017 was a blowout. Curiosity, I wonder why. The local New Zealand Herald reported at the time that Hubbard, 39, won the women's over 198 pounds division at the Melbourne event, setting four unofficial national records in the process. Hubbard lifted a combined total of 591 pounds, 42 pounds better than silver medalist Lunera Sapia of Samoa. She, she beat a Samoan. They're built out of concrete and war. It isn't a coincidence that the first train... Oh, okay. Uh, it isn't a coincidence... I don't know if this is the, the op-ed piece, but uh, the op-ed part, let's go right into it. It isn't a coincidence that the first transgender athlete to make an Olympic team is a biologically male weightlifter, now competing in the female division. If you were a gambling man or woman, they're interchangeable after all, you'd bet that the trailblazing transgender athlete in Olympic sport wouldn't be biological-born male in gymnastics nor biological female in a male weightlifting division. You would make these assumptions because in all likelihood, the transgender athlete breaking into a particular sport would be able to do so because of the distinct biological advantage over competitors. That's the science, and that actually is science. Uh, biologically proven. That's the case for Hubbard, who, despite failing, falling within the maximum limit of testosterone deemed acceptable for the International Olympic Committee, which obviously you're, uh, by the way, testosterone is manipulatable. You can manipulate it. You can go on it. You can cycle on it. You can cycle more into it. You can get off of it altogether. There's a lot of ways to manipulate through nutrition. You can manipulate your testosterone. There's a lot of ways to do it. That's the case for Hubbard, who, despite falling within the maximum limits of the blah, 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 boasts an incontrovertible edge over the competition. And that competition, understandably, isn't too pleased with being forced to face Hubbard in a lifelong quest for Olympic gold. On Hubbard's qualifying for the New Zealand team, CNN reports Belgian weightlifter Anna Van Bellingham told an Olympics news website the situation was unfair and like a bad joke. To leftists and gender ideologues obsessed with progress and fairness, Hubbard being cleared to compete against biological females is a resounding victory. Well, look, you lost to Cosby, so obviously with this, it doesn't matter what you think, ladies. It doesn't matter what you think at all. Men compete in your can compete in your sport. Men can rape you 20 years later and not go to jail for it or go to jail for two years and get out and be acquitted which basically means they're a free man and an innocent man. Uh, so there you have it. 100 years of women's sports, 1921 to 2021. It's been a good run. By the way, anybody competing in women's boxing, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Because now it's just a permit. Now it's basically we just got, as men, a free pass to imagine punching our ex-girlfriends in the face. And we're going to take it out on the next person or the next woman up. That's it. So to the little girl who went to Yukon and ran her ass off or, you know, ate those couple extra cups of uh, Quaker oatmeal to gain, put on some extra, you know, mass so that she could lift more weight. And now she's going to, you know, compete, try to make the Olympic trials after doing so well in college and spending, you know, 
you know, having getting half of a scholarship to one of the most expensive schools in the country. Now her dream of possibly competing in the Olympics. She actually makes it to the Olympics after winning, uh, you know, the Olympic trials in the United States. She goes there. She's one of the favorites. And then the next thing you know, fucking excuse me, what the hell is his name? Gavin? Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. That's dead naming. What the hell's this bitch's name? Um, Laurel smokes you by fucking 80 pounds. And Lizzie, so she's still got armpit hair. Was that, is that armpit hair that I'm seeing? What is this? What is that shit? What is that? Is that armpit hair? I'm zooming in. That's armpit hair. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries. That's armpit hair. And that's acne, but that's fine. Whatever. So yeah, that's pretty much the end of that. So long, Yukon girl. Your dreams of winning Olympic gold in weightlifting or pretty soon any other sport? Ball game. Ball game. Because, you know, facts don't matter. Science don't matter. Truth don't matter. Reality don't matter. And if you say something about it, if you question it, or if you come with the most obvious fucking data in the world... YouTube will censor you like they did Brett Weinstein. They told him to shut up about the whole IVR thing. They told him to sh- and they put a copyright strike against his account. I mean, it's not like the guy is one of the smartest fucking evolutionary biologists in the world. Or maybe he's not because he's married to a woman who is uh, one of the smartest fucking evolutionary biologists in the world in Heather Hying. So the two of them with their incredible history and knowledge and education and in uh, animal studies and teaching in college no that don't matter and as far as laurel or laurel gavin or gavin newsom whatever the hell her stupid name is that's it that's it it's all over for you it's all over all that shit that you went through for the right to vote the right for pay the right for this the right for that that's it. Ball game. Pack it in. Or or you could do something else. You could flip your shit. You could scream, you can yell, you can boycott, you can freak the fuck out. You can actually say, you do have the right to say, this is fucking bullshit. We're getting fucked out of scholarships, we're getting fucked out of Olympic trials, we're getting fucked out of true competition. We are not we are getting erased from the history books every time that this situation happens because biologically this is a problem there is a distinct advantage Fallon Fox was an MMA fighter Fallon Fox was beating the shit out of her competition Fallon Fox actually broke someone's face in an MMA fight Fallon Fox Used to be a guy. And didn't say anything because, quote, it's nobody's business what my health. Nobody's My health is nobody's business. Well, it kind of does, you swinging dicktard, when you're punching bitches in the face and you never actually started out as one, I kind of take offense to that. If I can't punch women in the face and I know a couple that I'd like to, You can't either. So, do me a favor. Enough with this woke bullshit. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this at all. 
you just screwed somebody out of a gold medal. Somebody's worked so it I mean, even if it wasn't a gold medal, if it was just them trying to get a scholarship to Yukon or a scholarship to wherever they do weightlifting or or or, or women's box, boxing or t- fucking tennis or track. The numbers have been recorded through history. We know who's faster. We know who hits harder. We know who's stronger. So this is this is also hilariously stupid. I mean, I'm all out of last because I've only had five hours of sleep and pretty much I used them all for the Bill Cosby bit. But this is this is an actual thing that's happening. And there are official papers uh, talking about this. And I wanted to bring it up because it's it's one of those things. It's a cultural thing. And this podcast talks about cultural shit. And this is culturally retarded in every way, shape or form that armpit Laurel Hubbard uh, is deciding that, well, if she can't do as well in the men's league, let's go ahead and pump a little estrogen in there and see if we can knock some bitches out of the weight class. Sure enough, that's what happened. So, New Zealand, listen, I appreciate some of the people I've talked to over there. Shout out to Stuart and the posing music that he, he requested from me. But look, like what's going on in the West, you guys down there in Zealtown need to start policing your own because this is fucking stupid. We are at 30 minutes. Let's go ahead and just dive right into some Q&A and we'll call it a day because we seem to be rolling on all four tires right now. And uh, we'll we'll just test that YouTube algorithm to see if they still like me after all this time I've been away. Uh, also, if you want to support this website, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. And Weeble Stocks. Weeble, Weeble, Weeble. Weeble, Weeble, Weeble. Use my referral link on my website uh, in the contact section. You'll get yourself some free stocks, and I'll get some free stocks. That's a great way. Posing music questions, concerns, comments. There's all that happy jazz as well. You can go ahead and ask me from there. Like, subscribe, and share to all my YouTube channels. Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm Podcast, and Positive Sarcasm Reaction. I'm working hard here. I'm working hard for you. For you. Anyways, let's go ahead and close up shop with some dig Q&A. Send me money. (laughs) Uh, How can I find a couples therapist who will tolerate my husband's extreme hostility toward therapy as a discipline? A few years ago, I persuaded my husband to join me in couples therapy. Am I even recording? Oh, thank Christ. Uh, to cope with some issues in our relationship. It did not go well. He's a sweet guy, but has little patience with fools and quickly reduced our first therapist to tears. A second also asked us not to come back. and By the third, it was clear this was not going to work. He insists they were morons, peddling hype unsupported by evidence and based in sophomore reasoning, which, to be fair, he supported in his utter, de- utter demolition of their profession. The thing is, I really want to try again with somebody new. Is it fair to put somebody through what is likely to be a grueling session in which everything they say is tested and in which they are continuously asked to support their arguments with research? How do you find a therapist who can withstand constant probing and can hold their own against a very fierce mind? I should add that my husband is impeccably polite, generally kind, but extremely rational and unlikely to ever take anything on faith. Well, I mean... Well, okay, so you have a lot of love for your husband. There's obviously some issues. If this relationship seriously has some issues, if any relationship or marriage has issues to which multiple 
uh, uh, relationship counselors have to be sought out. Clearly, the issues in the relationship are larger than what you make them out to be, and they could be uh, uh, breakers. They could be relationship breakers. Which means that even though your husband is impeccably polite, generally kind, generally, generally, um, like saying that's like somebody saying is they're generally a good a good pilot. Most of the time, they're pretty decent behind the wheel, but extremely rational and unlikely to ever take anything on faith. Well, he should take your recommendations to see a therapist on faith, especially considering that these issues are so big. Or so on your mind that you guys that you wanted to seek out marital counseling, and obviously in a relationship, how the f- look? I'll be honest, my relationships generally don't work out very well. Uh, see my exclusive episode from a few weeks ago, but to bring it bring a point here home, to defend it, you want to see a therapist because there's problems, apparently significant ones. He destroys them to make himself seem more right. I don't know what it, what these problems are. You're kind of vague in these in these in these in the layout of this. Now, I don't know. Maybe those I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe those therapists were morons. Well, let him him and you pick out a really good one to work out these things. But you got some issues there, and they need to be worked out. And if it's a relationship, relationships kind of have to have some back and forth, some things to work out and talk about. So if he needs to participate in this game, and if he doesn't, then that's a sign of some serious relationship problems. Doesn't take away from the fact that he probably is maybe impeccably polite, blah, 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 blah. He may be controlling, though. He may be sociopathic. You, I don't I don't know much about you, but clearly if this relationship's got to work. There's got to be some communication and give and take on both sides. And if you're complaining about him, then it needs to start with him. Am I a jerk for wanting to pull out of my friend's wedding because she thinks my boyfriend is too good for me? My friend Mary and I have known each other since we were children. We've grown apart over the past few years, but she still considers me important enough to make me a bridesmaid. Okay, good. Well, great. Her wedding is set to be in three weeks. One uh, reason why I sort of distanced myself from her is because her treatment of my relationship. My boyfriend, Jack, uh, and I have been together for three and a half years. He's a wonderful person. Well, that's good. And there's no doubt in my mind that this is the man I want to marry. Well, that's that's great. Congratulations, first off. But Mary is under the impression that Jack is, quote, do good for me. Oh, my God. Jack comes from a very wealthy background. His parents are certainly very wealthy. He was practically guaranteed a lavish life from the moment that he left the womb. This is in a stark contrast to my childhood. I grew up in a low-income neighborhood, often wondering where my next meal was or how I was going to help pay the bills at a young age, etc. I'm grateful and proud for where I am today. Jack is considered to be conventionally attractive. Nice. Um, always looking like he is on some magazine or billboard somewhere. Jack, good looks. And background may have led Mary to believe that Jack deserves better than me, as according to her. There's no way I could have pulled such an attract someone so attractive and rich. It's pretty disheartening. Oh, that's what she said? Okay. It's pretty disheartening to her to hear these things constantly, and it does kind of take a toll on you. And the friendship. Mary invited me to lunch with her fiance and his friend Gary. It was fine, as Gary seemed to be a great lad with great chat. He asked me why why I was single. I told him that I was in a happily committed relationship. He was very taken aback by my answer. He told me that Mary had set up a blind double date. So, oh, 
set up double date of sorts with both of us. I was very confused and slightly angry. I didn't want to be confrontational at lunch, especially in public, so I just carried on with lunch. Luckily, Gary wasn't upset and ended up making a few jokes about the whole ordeal. I called Mary later in the day and asked her a ton of questions about why she thought it was okay to do that. At first, she tried to deny it, but then she... But then she... What? I just lost my... I got a, I got a Gmail. Okay. I asked her a ton of questions about why she tried to justify blah, 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 and that, but then she tried to justify it by saying, Gary is the man who's more in my league. And since he was a grooms, also a groomsman, we needed to get to know each other better. I was also shocked by her bluntness, so I just told her that I didn't want to be a bridesmaid anymore. She didn't take it well. Trying to apologize, saying that it was a mistake. It's been a few days, and her fiancé has been texting me, asking me to suck it up for the wedding. I feel pretty conflicted right now. All right. You're, okay. Until further notice, you're out. Mary needs to completely apologize for the way she acted. Look, it's your choice who you want. Look, if this guy's a gentleman, okay, so whatever. He's got he's got the awesomeness of having a shitload of money and he's a good-looking dude. Great, good for him. She needs to accept that. You're not a bridesmaid anymore unless she completely apologizes to you and says, look, uh, I fucked up. What I did was completely stupid. Please accept me back. That's it. That's basically... Oh, good. No big deal. That's basically how it needs to go. She did a very stupid thing, and she needs to apologize. It's her wedding. It's her choice who she invites. But you're the bridesmaid, and even though this Gary guy seems like a good dude, you're with in a, in a relationship with somebody you truly care about. And look, until further notice, Mary's in the wrong for what she did. Let's keep going. Do I need to apologize after sending an angry reply to a work email because it contained outdated information? My question is, if I was actually, if I was actually the toxic party, how can I recover from this? Oh, okay. I will admit to having, this sounds like corporate bullshit to me. I will admit to having a very direct communication style. Okay, cool. And that was especially true when I'm angry. The incident began when I was forwarded an email that was sent to my boss, his boss, and his boss. The email erroneously stated that I had not taken a required trading course that I had most certainly had taken. I replied to the original sender that I had taken the course, attached a transcript of the courses I'd taken, and asked that the correction be sent to my boss's boss. But okay, I received a reply that, da, 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 that had been pulled two and a half days before the email was sent, and I, before I took the class. That is when I became angry because those who sent it might not might be inaccurate, and it's sent to my company's second highest executive anyway, without any reference to its potential inaccuracy. I said there's no disclaimer on the data preserved in the email. It appeared that I'd still taken the class, even though I had not done so, and I explained that I felt quite violated because it had been sent to such a high-level manager. I added that since the report was sent, even though it was not is possibly outdated, no indication that it, all hell broke loose. Even though I was malign, even though I was the one who was maligned, I was told that I had taken the training later than required. True, but irrelevant to the issue. At the first time in four and a half years of the company, I had been late, and that my email was harsh and unnecessary. I refused to acknowledge wrongdoing. Blah, 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 came close across the civility line. No details have been omitted. And I am talking. Okay, blah, 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 blah. See, this is corporate work bullshit. This is corporate HR work bullshit. All they do is make you take a shitload of classes and a bunch of stupid trainings. There are a ton of them. There are a ton of them. And it basically drives you to the point where you get angry in these fucking emails. And if you don't reply to these emails in the most perfect way, they get on your shit. And yes, if it is, if you are late for, a, a, you know, a, a, ma a, a fucking mail, first of all, whoop the fucking do if you're late for a training. And second of all, why are they sending this stuff to the highest executive of the freaking, you know, global world order or whatever? I mean, this is absolutely stupid. It's stupid that they get involved, they see that, and it looks down, it looks poorly upon you 
going to your further review. All these little things affect you know those pennies in the dollar that you're trying to make at your next yearly review. So look, maybe you could have handled it better, but quite frankly, I don't give a fuck about corporate companies and the way they run things. I think it's absolutely stupid and the way this thing was completely set up and it's a giant mistake and generally you are the as the bottom floor employee, you're the one who gets stuck with the bill. So, and yeah, most corporate cultures are pretty toxic right now, so you should find another job. Fuck it. Unless you just you're just trying to passively make money. Let's do one more and then I got to get out of here for the day. How can I get my 67-year-old boyfriend back after he left me for a 22-year-old and then rebuff my ad attempt to reconcile? Reconcile. My 67-year-old boyfriend of 12 years threw me out for a 22-year-old, but soon afterward he called and said he thought about it he could still work it out. We ran to each other in public a month ago, and he said he couldn't keep his hands off me, but he said he'd call me that night. He never did. When I tried, And when I tried him, he didn't pick up. Later sent a text saying, not going to happen too late. I have a feeling he won't speak to me or see me because he knows that he'll want me back. Right now, all my belongings are still at his place. I told him that once they get, they once they leave, they won't come back. He said nothing to me about my getting my stuff, but I'm just going to show up. I still love him dearly. I want to try to make this work. What have I got to lose? Uh, everything, including your pride. What you should do at this point, he left you for a 22-year-old. Grab your shit and leave. Put on a good pair of earbuds. Throw on your favorite podcast or your favorite music. Go in there. Pack all your shit. Bring a couple friends, grab that U-Haul, roll right into town, and just leave. That's the only thing you can do in this situation is grab your shit and leave. It is the best thing for you emotionally. It is the best thing for you legally. And it is the only thing that you can do at this point that is of any rational nature. So please do us all a favor and just do that. Uh, okay. So that is enough for today. I, I got some other stuff that I need to do and I'm running out of time today. So we'll go ahead and close up shop at about 43 and a half minutes. Guys, thank you for welcoming me back so much. You can go ahead and check me out on all my YouTube channels. You can check me out through my podcast, my audio form, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, anywhere where podcasts are available. Questions, concerns, comments, email me directly, positive sarcasm at com, or just go me through my website. S support it. Subscribe, share, do all the stuff that you should do in order to make me look better than I actually am, which actually in reality, I am really as good as you'd think I'd be. So thank you all for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I will talk to you all next week. Go ahead and check out my other channels. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. I had to find you Slow motion horror was everywhere Your safety was my only care And then I catch you As all the terrified people run Two silhouettes become one The sky the deepest red The sun the bleakest black we hold each other and the final act A moved by graphene, clad in a velveteen cloak and hood Streaming feet and weeping blood, well let them panic We're hypnotized from above, no time, no time for fear, just for love